Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Bij Burger King gebeuren spannende dingen. Wat dacht je van een classic cheeseburger, chicken nuggets burger of Sunday voor maar 1 euro per stuk? En dat is nog niet alles. Alle King deals zijn maar 1 euro. Haal ze nu alleen bij Burger King. Good afternoon and welcome to the Royal Blue Podcast. It's the Monday Night Football Pod and uh, we're here to speak about the point yesterday and whether or not really it was a positive point, it was a good draw or it was something that uh, has left Goodison a bit bit fed up and still seeing the negatives. Um, It's me, Greg O'Keefe, Phil Kirkbride, Gav Buckland and Tony Scott. We were all there yesterday and plenty to get through, lads. First of all, you've just said that you know, you were chatting to some blues afterwards and the overwhelming sort of mood was a bit, still a bit disgruntled, really, or...? Yeah, which surprised me, because if you were to ask any Evertonian over the first 14 games at the start of the season, would you have taken points off top six and unbeaten at home, would you have taken that? Surely to God you've taken that after the previous campaign. So, for me, I've seen a massive improvement in the performance, and that's what Ronald Koeman alluded to, didn't he, last week? He said the performance was bad as long as with the results. The performance yesterday, for me, improved dramatically. I know it couldn't have been much worse considering the re- recent performances we've witnessed, but I've seen an improvement. They were at least trying, they at least showing they were, care, they were caring about the results. Mm. And I think it was a well-earned point and totally deserved, I thought. I think if you was probably to ask Ronald Koeman before the match, would he have taken a point at home to Manchester United? He probably would have took it. Yeah, Mourinho was obviously his typical kind of ungracious self, suggesting afterwards that Everton didn't deserve a point. Um, although they sort of contradicted by then saying how you know that we've got such good players and you know doing his usual routine about Goodison being a beautiful place. But Phil, Goodison didn't feel that beautiful yesterday, certainly in aesthetic terms, because the football from the home side, well, from both sides, but from Everton, wasn't much to write home about, was it? No, and I don't think it will be for a long time, to be honest. Um, it's not easy on the eye, but, as Tony said, it's a point, so you've got to determine it as effective, because that's ultimately what, what is, is important at the minute. It's whether or not the way Everton play can get points, and whether that's one point or three in, in, you know, in the games, in the run-up of games that we've got between now, Christmas, January, before the manager can, can you know, make changes mm. or changes that you prefer um, to this squad. And, you know, I made a point in my piece last night that, you know, it, as I say, it's not easy on the ice. It's not great to watch. It's not f- fluent football, but we've had fluent football and it got us nowhere, didn't it? Mm. And I think it's definitely a case now of, of Ronald looking at this run that they've been on and going, look, right, after we're rebuilding again from the bottom. Now, obviously, taking the goalkeeper's mistake aside, we look better defensively than we have done yesterday. The midfield too were, were tremendous. Obviously, Guy, we know how superb he was. And there was more energy and enthusiasm, desire about the players. There was just more about the performance in that respect, certainly off the ball. So it has to be seen as as as, as the Blues almost starting again. It's almost for me like, I think I've said it before, but almost for me like the, start, the season starts again now because we've had the, the honeymoon period, if you like, the reaction of the first four, five, six games. Then this run... And now we're starting again. And you've got to build from the bottom up and it won't be pretty. But the problem is, 
and it's been the problem for we've known for months is 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 in the forward areas. That's the main concern. We haven't got the quality and the service and the consistency up there. So grinding out results is the way forward. Gal, yeah, <laughs> we look, just got a winter of grind to look forward to. Um, it's it's a good point. Well, a good point being a good point. I suppose. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, Do you think it was a good point? Then were you in the positive camp or were you not quite there? I'm, I'm certainly, if you're getting beat 1 0 at home to Man United with five minutes left in your next two home games at Arsenal Liverpool, I think you've got to take, yeah. take the points, haven't you? And I think, good point. I think going back to what <laughs> Phil was saying, we've been talking about this run of tough games, especially at home, and I think at least they've got something to work with at that point. I think if they got beaten and you then go and look at our fixes, think. Ooh. So in that, that, mm. that context, it was a good point. Performance wise, against, let's face it, Moderate would best be described Man United as, wouldn't you really? We're mm. going to see the points total that for all that you know we complain about us, they're only what a point. I thought it's something like that, yeah. yeah. With all that money they've spent, so mo- they that sorry, Gab, that team wellies us three 0 after goes last year. Yeah, but still a moderate team, isn't it? If you're looking at that compared to like Ferguson's United, yeah, no, yesterday, yeah, you know, you're looking at the how many would the, 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 how many of them would have gone in the 1999 United travel team or the team at an hour's own Rooney? Not many. So I think. In that context, you would you would hope to get a point out of that game. But what going back to dissatisfaction, just picking on Tony, what yeah. Tony said there about like supports not being satisfied. And you you said it was you know it was good to see players trying. Because in the recent performance, that's what I mean. That, mm. You know, that's a slightly worrying statement to make, and probably a lot of people would perhaps agree with that. It was good to see people. You know, Morales was a bit different yesterday. It was good to see mm. him actually. Working back, and he nicked the ball after nice of players a couple of times, mm-hmm. didn't he? And that was to me just a positive yesterday. There was players who haven't really put a shift in for a number of reasons, mm-hmm. you know, putting putting one in yesterday. Uh, even Valencia when he came on as substitute, and so that was the positive for me yesterday. A bit more work rate, I think. Well, to, to the goal, Everton conceded, Greg. Is it just? It's obviously a massive error, judging by the goalkeeper. But Funes Mori for me, he, he stops. And wait for the ball to hit the crossbar, yeah. bounce on the line, and then makes a back to and kick it off the line. Shocking lack of uh, awareness and, and focus. He, he basically is watching to see if it goes in or not. Yeah. He's on instead of carrying on his run, his momentum. And all right, it would have been negligible, but he might have got back in time to clear it off the line. As it was, he was a split second too late and it bounced over the line. But that was probably because it looked like he stopped and ball watched in, in that sense. Um, I mean, my right ear was almost chewed off by you throughout the game, given your running commentary on. on yeah, let's just say you're not the biggest fan of Ramiro. Uh, and I, I just, he I, looks to me as if he's just ready to just give a goal away any minute. Well, yeah, he's not the answer. I mean, I think it's a strange one, really, in terms of what happened to. You could you you couldn't really say he should be dropped and Jack should come back in, because you know it was a better-ish defensive display and he didn't get beat. But then, is he the answer long term? I don't. I don't feel no, that he is. I don't think he's not. I think the reason why Funes Mori did start ahead of Jagielka yesterday, due to the fact of that Phil Jagielka has been getting out jumped off everyone yeah. over the last two or three weeks. Yeah. He hasn't been winning any kinds of headers at all. Funes Mori, for what he lacks as a defender, he, he's quite tall and he will win headers. Mm. So I think with Zlatan Ibrahimovic, he was marking him, wasn't he? So I think that was the sole purpose why Funes yeah. Mori was selected because. Phil Jagielka would have had a sort of time. Will he, I, be, will he not be selected? Sorry to jump ahead. Yeah. For, the, for those reasons, is he not playing on Saturday at Watford though with Troy Deeney? 
That's a good question, isn't it? I think he is. I, I think he is. Fiona's mine. I think, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I thought, OK, it wasn't the best yesterday, but certainly it's a bit better than what we've seen recently. Um, he did make a few, you know, a few mistakes, but there was a couple of times where he did, you know... He, he looks rash, though, yeah, doesn't he? He, he, he looks like a five-a-side player, yeah. just playing anywhere but he wants. I know, if, like, the one he ballooned in the first half from about 40 yards. He needs to give like, that up, yeah. by the way. Yeah. He's never going to score yeah. from outside the yeah. area. You know, I give thought, it up, lads. I thought Lee Ty was the worst from distance <laughs> to save, but, but I think, going back to a good point, it was a good point for Ronald to have him dropped. Mm. Jaggy Elker and Barkley yesterday. Yeah. I think. I think if we'd have got beat yesterday, I haven't dropped those two players. You know, there would have been questions. So mm. it made me Rose got a sort of like a little bit of his own points across yesterday. And I think for that reason alone, I think Funes Mori would be playing. Mm. Do you think it's been, it was a point proven that they were worthy I, to be dropped? And I've to- well, I'm taking the points against Man United and allowed them what two shots, two shots on target. Yeah, yeah, yeah one was a goal. Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned too about. Um, Funes's lack of reaction to the goal. He's got that in him, but that's kind of where he at, where he's at in terms of an inconsistent defender. You've got you've got moments like that where he doesn't react and chases too late. And there's a bit in, the moment in the second half in that crazy period where we were just giving the ball away in the edge of the area, and it ended up with Herrera hitting the bar. Yeah. But when Everton got in behind, I think Carrick got in behind. Funes had been caught out. He's not busting a gut to get back in. If you no. watch it back. He's just jogging, and you're like, "What's going on?" Yeah. But on the flip side, that tackle he puts in on Mkhitaryan yeah, yeah. in the first half, and you're like, "He's yeah. such a chalk mad- and cheese." Isn't yeah, it? he's such a maddening player because one minute he's he just doesn't look interested, and the next he's pulling in, you know, yeah. tackles like that. But but that's where, but he's indicative. Funes Mori is indicative of Everton's lack of central defensive options, and his knee now. If we've now got concerns over Jagielka's long-term future, and his replacement is. Funes then January or the summer probably both have to be an area to look to rectify that then doesn't yeah. it? Bear in mind do you think that's the end of the role for Jags then? As a, fa- as a fair, first choice Evan centre half Well if, yeah, if he's going into Finch Farmers from home what's he thinking? I'm fighting for my place Yeah That's what it But happens. he's thinking the manager's proved the point by dropping me yesterday my performances haven't been the best He'll he's dropped it. me someone's come in done okay and Everton have got a decent results. So where does he go from here? Is he is he not thinking? Yeah, all right. I've been I've dropped. Yeah, let's let's not beat around the bush. Mm-hmm. He was dropped, but it was a chance to get a bit of freshness back into his legs to reset and and maybe be back to because the manager alluded to having to manage his game time, mm. and he wasn't having much game time management before that. Really, he was he was pretty much regular, him yeah. and him and Ashley mm. Williams were regulars, and it was interesting, wasn't it? That I think was it. Um, was it rats or someone raised in the week the point that it's oh, Carragher? Oh, old yeah. centre half. Unu- unusual yeah. to have yeah, had yeah, yeah. two centre halves. Gav said it lots of times as well. Two centre backs in the 30s. Really, the dynamic you want is one kind of savvy old head, a stopper, and then one younger. Let's have that myth wrong. Yeah, yesterday, yesterday, last season, didn't you? They in their great period in the last few years, haven't they? Had like a really old yeah. back three. Well, Leicester had Morgan and Hoot last year. Yeah, but their back three is just slightly. Slightly different thing, isn't it? Um, but I, I and, and yeah, Carragher said to me, if you're over 30 to centre half, then you need well, then the, you, it, what you don't want is another one yeah. next to his over 30. If you, if yeah, and, and it's not sorry, it's not just that, it's like the fact that Jags is 34 and yeah. Ashley Williams is 32, so you've not got like a 30 and a 32, yeah. you've got yeah. a 32 and a 34, which is sounds like my waist size, you know, and uh, that's the point, but I just think it was. 
maybe a significant thing yesterday. And not only that, when the subs came on, neither Jags or Barkley came on, did they? Well, where, where does Barkley go from here? Is another one who goes into Finch Farm this morning thinking, what, what, what's going on? You were saying, Phil, weren't you, about that you felt there was that mood at Goodison after the... Mm. After full-time, in terms of there was, it, was, it wasn't as... It was, it, it was a fairly muted response to the full-time whistle, which was indicative of, of where Evans still need to go to convince the fans. But equally, I was left, also left with a feeling, in terms of Ross, how many people left that game going... Only would have brought Ross Barkley on, mm. and I don't. You know, I don't yeah, yeah. Don't be horrible saying yeah. that. No, it's not many true. fans. Not many fans. And you know, you've got you've got to ask yourself. We spoke before we started recording about the positive impact of Valencia. Now, mm. you know, for all his faults, and he's clearly got many in his his Everton career, has nowhere near taken off. He was very positive yesterday, mm. and I'm not convinced you would have got that same level of intent. Um, Different players, of course, different, but you wouldn't have got the same level of intent. You wouldn't have got him running in behind from Ross as you did from Valencia. Well, of course, as, as, as much talent and a better footballer as Ross is than Valencia, Valencia is about work rate, ethic, and just running the channels, and that's what Everton needed. Yeah. yeah, I think one one of the lads asked me before, he said, How isn't Ross Barkley getting in ahead of Tom Cleverley after that performance yesterday? And the reason why, the, the, my reasons why Tom Cleverley played yesterday. And yet he didn't have the the best of games, but he he'll run all day for you and he'll work. Man United's main outlet over the past couple of weeks has been Valencia down the right, and Tom Cleverley was basically stopping that. All he was doing was stopping Valencia from getting past the halfway line. Valencia didn't get anywhere yesterday; didn't get past the halfway line. And that if Barkley plays over on that side of the pitch. Valencia has a field day yeah. down there. Yeah. That's the only reason why Cleverley was playing yeah, yesterday. Well, we spoke about this on on. The pod last week, we yeah. about, and you said like play four four two. Yeah. And he said like, well, who would we play on the left hand side yeah. of that? And like we thought, well, actually Morales is too attack minded, and you know, and we didn't really name a player, and that probably speaks volumes, doesn't it? Really, and I thought he was all, he was all, first half he was all right, but I thought second half cleverly mm. wasn't the best, was he? He wasn't, think, God, yeah, but he, one thing he won't shy away no, from no, efforts. I, I, you know, he I, won't. I, I, of course, of course. And I don't want him to be like I felt sorry for him when he got he, he come off yesterday. Sixty-five, sixty-five minutes, minutes yeah. and a couple of the fans were clapping and going, eh, and you're thinking, no, that I'll I'll only, I'll only be respectful for Everton's if they're booing or being sarcastic with their applause if Everton players aren't putting a shift in. Now that lads, regardless of his performance. He put a shift in, a and he shout. stopped Man United from doing the things that they and, do and best. And you don't realise that, do you? But I mean, I, I think, I, I think tactically, it's, 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 the, the problem yesterday which he picked up was by playing four four two, he just ended up lobbing high balls into the, you know, from from sort of the back. And was Mr. No, direct. Yeah, yeah. Ashley Williams direct. And <laughs> that, that was one of the things. <laughs> what was yeah. that, Phil? That that's about Rom touched the ball once in once in, in the area. Forty one touches in the game. Yeah. But having said that, you know, this is the other thing I wanted to say is when when Everton plays play well, it's because they play well. It's not because the opposition played badly. And when Everton plays badly, it's never because the opposition's actually played well. And you know, central opposition central defenders are allowed to play well against <laughs> us. You know what I mean? Like and Phil Jones yesterday, especially, was excellent. Yeah, yeah. he you was. Know, I don't. I think Rocco was there. Yeah, so there, but you know, so but and that was one of the reasons why Rome. I mean, that was first touch again. wasn't wasn't the best yesterday. Didn't didn't have much change. And and so you've always got to remember, opposition players are allowed to play well against yeah. Everton. And that was that was. Um, 
one of the factors yesterday yeah. at all. See, I haven't got a problem with us playing like that for the time being because I think no. I think you've got to go to Rom. Look, you're not going to be at the minute because of the way we're attacking. You're not going to be given great service, right? Accept that for the time being. So go and go and make stuff for yourself and be the target man. And we're going to play direct. We're not going to try and play through the lines. We're going to play off second balls, knockdowns. You're big enough. You're strong enough. You're athletic enough to be a handful for any centre back. Now, he will. Have, you know, I think he, I think something like I looked at the Optus stats, and he only won half of his jewels, as they call them, yesterday. You accept that if he's going to be up against two centre halves, it's going to be difficult for him. But I think I think that's the way to play. And you look out players like Valencia and Morales in that last fifteen twenty minutes. You can feed off second balls. We're one of the least creative teams in the past eight or nine games in the league. I think yeah. Hull have scored fewer goals, and that's about it. <laughs> so, for me, that is the way to play. Let's bypass the midfield. And let's get runners in around. Do you the think that is because our midfield is not good enough to do? Well, clearly. Well, in terms of the attacking midfield, yeah, yeah. it's not creative yeah. enough. Yeah. So we're, we're overly, overly, overly reliant on Yannick. Yeah, and if he isn't at it. Um, then Rom isn't getting service. We're over reliant on Rom. If he doesn't fancy it, which he didn't really until about 85 minutes yesterday, we're going nowhere. So let's play direct. Let's play off second ball, so lockdowns. If, if we're not creating and Ross Barkley cannot get in a team that isn't creating much, well, I think where does that leave him then? In, well, I think that's indicative. The fact that he didn't play him is indicative of, of how he's been performing. But he's not. He never has been. And, and for me, won't be. Despite what Koeman... Apparently said when he first arrived, a number ten. He's not. It's so hard with Ross. It's the conundrum that Martinez had, uh, and Cumin obviously has got. Is what really is he? But he's definitely not a number ten who, who, who will just, you know, drift in between the lines. Uses his savvy and his brains to, you know, unlock defenses with deft passes or speed of thought. He's not that. And then it's like, well, what is he? Is he a deep-lying central midfielder at six or an eight? That whole debate feed. And I'm afraid that's where Ross needs to stamp his own authority. And this is what I am. Is, is there a call for him to maybe even go out on loan in January then? Because if he's not coming on, if we're, if we're, yeah, chasing, if we're trying to win a game okay, yeah. and he's not coming on, what's the point in being on you the bench like if Jack, he's not coming on? You mean on? like Jack Wilshere, for yeah. example? What, what's I, the point I, in I, being I, in the squad I if he's not coming on? slightly different. Than uh, Jack with the stage of his career, maybe a little bit. But why is he on the bench, though, Gav? If he's not getting used to it's not good enough, is he? Yeah. And like the, the fact that he's not getting in the team is is makes that like sort of even more apparent that they know what what his what his weaknesses are. So if he's and not coming on from the bench, then what's the point in him being at the football club? He's got to do enough, hasn't he, behind the scenes to to show that he he's capable of a first team place. And at the moment, he quite clearly isn't. Mm. And you know he didn't look happy yesterday. Probably I would imagine yeah. when he saw players coming ahead of him. But actually, that probably justified the last fifteen twenty minutes that happening. And it's not just Ross this season. This has probably be goes back to January, February. He had a good like half season, didn't he, up until Christmas? But for somebody as you say, who's an attacking midfielder, his goals return from open play. Never mind chances. Yeah. It's, 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 and his assists. It's not, it's assists. Yeah. I mean, going back to Phil's point, what I'd say about yesterday. And going forward, you're going to play that way. You've got to have players to pick up the knockdowns, haven't you? It was savvy, yeah. and, and that wasn't that wasn't the case yesterday. But on a better news from I want to talk about was this a guy I thought was mm-hmm. maybe his best game he's had yesterday for for Yeah, I agree. I thought I thought uh, despite one national newspaper giving him six and a half. And, what? And, 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 yeah. and Rom six. Yeah. <laughs> what? Um, I thought it was a. It was an eight and it was an eight or nine on ten performance. Definitely. Even though uh, 
the BBC show last night said about Pogba yeah. being world class. I couldn't believe that. I couldn't <laughs> believe Jermaine Jennings was on match of the day yeah. yesterday, and I was eulogising over Pogba, and I was going, um, "What game does I, he yeah. literally watch?" Uh, he clearly uh, hasn't. He hasn't watched that honest, game. Well, I had this conversation earlier with one of the lads in the office, and I was saying, "Yeah, I bow down to Jermaine Jennings' footballing knowledge. Yeah. You know, absolutely." But I said I was totally taken back by him saying Pogba had a great game. Equally, he, he, Pogba wasn't in Idris's pocket. It wasn't quite, you know, yeah, it wasn't at the yeah. other end of the spectrum. Yeah. But if you were saying who had the better game out of those, who was more effective? Oh, well, who was Sky's man the match? Well, exactly. It was Idris a gay all day, wasn't yeah. it? Um, so yeah, I was, I, I was, I was slightly surprised by that that sort of analysis. But hey, whatever. Yeah. But that's what eighty nine million pounds buys it all night. You know that people just think he's great, aren't yeah, you? And yeah, you've yeah. got to do a little bit to justify that. What I would say, which is, I want to see him do more often, especially we said about a change of style. Is like he won the penalty, didn't he? And yeah, he, he has got that in him. About I think he's got a lot of both of them around the opposition box. The, the shots he had were a lot yeah, better as yeah, well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Last weekend, it couldn't yeah. be much worse. <laughs> yeah, but no, but he's been getting them positions, hasn't he? Last couple of games, and I, I do think you know. You know what my problem has been with, say, McCarthy and, and Gareth Barry is they don't do enough, you know, Barry for obviously is in the opposition area. And it was really encouraging yesterday, especially in the second half and, you know, and, and Southampton where he has been yeah. affecting the game, as it were, as we like to say, in the opposition, in and out of the opposition yeah. box. And if we're going to play 4-4-2, he needs to be doing that a little bit more. Mm. And so that was good from yesterday, apart from, you know, I thought he was tremendous. And to be fair to him, credit to him with that the two footed channel oh, challenge yeah, of yeah. Rocco. I mean, there's a few players there who, who's probably still be rolling about, you know. Uh, but that's where do you think that's where Everton are too nice then, Gav? Because I was ask that if question. guy rolled round the pitch and five or six Everton players swore Michael Oliver, he gets sent off. The fact that two players, I think, with Tom Cleverley and some, I think Morales, Morales, yeah. them two went over and guy gets straight up. Next minute, there's yellow card out. There's no two way, and then next, if, ever, if he gets sent off, Everton yeah. win that game. Let's put it this way if that happened to Hazard, Chelsea would have, I would argue, at least half a dozen players. If it happened around. the other way round yesterday, yeah. if yeah. Guy had done that to Rocco, there would have been five or six Man United players around Oliver, Marino would have been on the pitch, and there would have been a red card out. Yeah, to be fair, I mean, Coleman as well was pretty oh, yeah. okay about it, wasn't he? After the, you know, what appears to be, you know, a stamp in the, in the face. Yeah, I, I was going to ask that question as well. I, I don't. I didn't know what to make of that, as you say, there's two sides of it, you know, you want to see players acting properly, but at the same time... You want to win the game, you, you and you'll do anything to win the game. But Look at Deli Ali, done exactly yeah. this, he said basically, in a nutshell, I dive to win the penalty, you got the result, yeah. end of, no one, if you look back at the results at the time of the season, you go, oh, how does Everton win that match, or how did he do it, just say three points, yeah. doesn't say how you won it, I said to the lad next to me, Yesterday, that like this could be the third season in four where we've not had a penalty before, before <laughs> New Year's Day, <laughs> and so like thankfully got one. But yeah, no, I get that. And I think, I think um, I don't. I'd rather see us not not make a big thing of it. You know what I'm and let's face it, it doesn't need to be a disagator all round. But that's a red card any day. No, the no, year, you know what I mean. Yeah, it doesn't no, have to win. And he was right on top of it as well. Yeah, Oliver, you wasn't know, he? it was just a bad decision. Well, obviously, what um, one debate we've been harping on about for a couple of couple of weeks now has been the formation. Uh, about Ronald Koeman stubbing in this four-two-three-one. Yesterday, Greg, we seen him change his straight from the off, didn't we? Mm. It was a four-four-two. What was your opinion on how it went? I'll come back to that. I just wanted to say on on Gay before we finish it. Mm. Obviously, recruitment these days, a lot of work's done on backgrounds of players, on yeah. players' personality. 
on their reputation, on their mentality. And it's a point I made in, in the piece I wrote from Goodison yesterday. Steve Walsh, you know, hats off to him. You know, if, if that was, as we understand, you know, all, all driven by him. When it comes to January, if they can find four or five players with that same approach mm. to, the, to the, their job, yeah. that same hunger and that same desire, then we won't go far yeah, wrong. Yeah, On the formation, I was pleased to see try something different. At first, me and Phil sat there and were looking at it and thinking, as we'd all discussed, was it going to be 4-3-3? Three, because three? obviously that's when, Gav, we felt we'd be most compact, yeah, wasn't yeah. it, at City away. And it was actually interesting to see 4-4-2 four, four, because something that, we again, yeah, we've spoken about yeah. being, give it a go. Yeah. Not sure about well, it's he's got to fit you know round pegs into square holes, hasn't he, or whatever the, the saying is. So I've mangled that one. But Morales as a strike partner, if you like, isn't the one. Yeah. Um, but it was nice to see him change, be flexible, and and obviously, you know, banging on about the former manager, that's where Cummins definitely got one over him. He he can change his styles, yeah. and he is more about trying to get a, you know, winning football. Yeah. Um, so. I'd like to see that maybe experiment reprised post January when we do have players in there who can, who can maybe, you know, maybe work better in there. If we do have a, personally, I'm not sure of the, the wisdom of that signing anymore, but a Gabbiadini or a second striker who can come in, a Depay, maybe, I don't know. Well, if we see that same formation against Watford, Gab, will, if he'll prove it, if it's a success, will we see that formation next week? Um, I don't know. Well, we spoke about. You know the weak the inherent weaknesses. We haven't got anybody to play wide wide left, have we? In the, in the naturally in the mm. four the four four two. I still think four three three is a more natural fit, uh, and it was that's one of the issues that was was there yesterday, which I think the, indeed the highlights of match of the day. Um, amongst some quality pundits, as you say, um, <laughs> we had four four two if we defend, and then it was sort of four two four when we were attacking, and nobody was was dropping off. You know. Into deep, deep place to receive the ball from, like either yeah. Barry or, yeah. or or guy. I think if you play four three three, you can have like three on the top, and then, and one of your middle three mm. plays a bit more advanced role. So you end up playing like four two one three, mm. so it's a bit like Christmas tree formation, or whatever. Like no bother, <laughs> Christmas tree is sort of like obviously, <laughs> but uh, you know, so play like a, mm. play one of mm. you play one of your, your your midfielders midfield three a little bit higher up mm. the pitch. When you've got the ball to attract as the link between between the uh, between the midfield and forwards, and I think we ju- we just look better with four three three. We look more compact yesterday, but I think we can be far more effective going forwards in a four three three in that formation. But Greg, you said Kevin Morales probably isn't the best player to have as a four four two, even though that's the favourable formation we played yesterday. And a Valencia showed yesterday that he's more than capable for that job, isn't he? I think it was a really interesting cameo from him. I'd, I've no, being almost on the point of writing off that transfer is, you know, one of Everton's most pointless ever deals. It's up mm-hmm. there that one of the most pointless ever deals because Cumin would just seem to just be so um, ambivalent at the at the prospect of using him. He wasn't getting in. He wasn't getting off the bench most games, and it just struck me as, as you know, a complete panic buy at the end of the summer. I'm still, you know, remain to be convinced that it wasn't that. But what we saw yesterday was easily his most promising cameo. And all right, the lads obviously pulled his tripe out. He's ran. He found a few decent attacking positions. I think he had a shot on target, didn't he? So build on that. Mm. You know, let momentum, as he as he has done, and you know form dictate a little bit your selections. You know maybe give him a chance from the start next mm. week. You know, he, he scores goals for fun for his country. All right, it hasn't happened in the Premier League, and like I say, I'm, I remain to be convinced it was a, a good signing. But you know he's here to prove a point, isn't he? 
He yeah. wasn't getting his game at West Ham. I think we can see why. But probably getting there. Probably would. Probably would get in. Yeah. But it, I just think, yeah, I totally agree. Give him a go. Give Phil, him a go. Did did Mason Holgate prove yesterday that the kids, when thrown in at the deep end, they can do a job? It wasn't yesterday. He's proved that. He proved that early in the season, didn't he? Yeah. When he played from the start. I, I don't think. See, it's interesting when obviously Ronald addressed the issue of, of young players, didn't he, on Friday? And Mason wasn't in that bracket of players he talked about. So for me, Mason is seen as That's a first-team first, first yeah. player. He's proven he can do it, he can handle it. He proved that in pre-season at Old Trafford, ironically, didn't he? Yeah, when, yeah. You know, I don't think there's any issues with Mason. I thought he played well when he came on. Um, I, I mean, I was in favour of, of them playing 3-5-2 and him as the right side of the three on the... On Sunday, but they didn't need to, you know, the four four two worked, didn't it? But um no, Mason is now is removed from that bracket of yeah. Tom, Kieran, etc. in that kind of academy because he can he can he he's capable. I, I I felt when he did come on, it sort of rejuvenated the crowd a bit more that mm. they seen on every yeah. tackle he was winning and got the crowd going. Yeah. I just wondered if by playing the youngster like that more often mm. it may entice the crowd to get behind the team more yeah it, it definitely gave everybody a lift didn't it but then you know he made the manager made three subs in three minutes didn't he and two of them were enforced but yeah. they all had a positive impact even Jerry didn't he yeah. you know he didn't he wasn't you know it didn't create loads but he, he was in, he was influencing the game wasn't he and it was yeah. um, it was interesting that you know it was at that point in the game that he made the subs and you know it proved it proved timely because you you wonder whether if he'd have kept it as it was for a bit longer, um, it might not have turned out as positive as it did in the end. But um, no, Mason definitely, definitely uh, played well. Gav Bain showed him um, composure from the spot. David De Gea has saved one of his penalties in the past, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, it was interesting uh, that um, I think he's gone like twenty-one, twenty-two penalties. Only one behind, one or two behind the record now for the club. Uh, Leighton yeah. Richards yeah. just shows you um, that he's been taking the penalties for the last couple of years. Uh, it had a bit of a strange game like, to me. Um, I thought the first half he looked like he had yard off the pace. That just must, must have just been the way I was looking at it. But the last 20 minutes, it was sort of like the late of mm. 2010 yeah. to 2013, wasn't he? He was just bombing down the left-hand yeah. side, I think. Um, because of the space people like Valencia uh, uh, created. And I, I thought... I thought it was a sort of a mixed game for, for Leighton. It was a mixed game for Gareth Barry. It was a, it was a strange game yesterday. Some players played really <laughs> well. Some players yeah. had didn't. And some players mm. sort of played well for 20 minutes, not great for another 20 minutes. And so I would do that. Leighton's first half, as you put maybe not quite at the top, was probably to do with the change of centre-half partner, left-hand side. I suspect he was probably a little bit wary of going too far too soon. Yeah, and also he's got cleverly playing in front of him, yeah. so he does know what, what role, not do, he does, of course he knows what role, he, but you don't expect him to play his normal role because he hasn't got space to run into if you've got somebody right in yeah. front of yeah. um, you. Maybe second half, when cleverly went off, he did, but maybe that was the reason, but I just thought he looked a bit yard off the pace, which is understandable. I think one thing he did miss, and Jermaine Jennings, for his credit, yesterday he did point out that when Leighton Baines did receive the ball, he was looking along the line and there was no one. He, he didn't have the Stephen Pienaar of old. He was just Tom Cleverley. He was basically pressing whoever, whichever midfielder it was. So every time he did get the ball, he was looking inside and there was signs where he was just pointing at a player. No one was coming to him because Everton was so deep. So effectively, you see him... 
I worry about we're not going to see that Leighton Baines of old now. I think he's just going to well, see Maybe his, his role's changing. You know, as, as he gets older and the way Everton play changes and the fact that there's not that replacement for Pina. Maybe Leighton, maybe his role's changing. I don't know what do that you, is too, like. But Do you think, sorry, Gav, if we were to sign a Memphis to pay someone like that, that may get his game back going again? Well, well yeah, you would, you would certainly say it's worth a try because when was the last time Leighton had a consistent and quality left-sided partner? It was Pino, isn't it? Yeah. You know, yeah. and Roberto tried to address that by bringing in Shani Tarashai in the summer, but... I think the fact that he's been shipped out on loan straight away without playing mm. says everything. The key to that though is the formation though, isn't it? Because in four four two, he's always going to have somebody in front of him, so he's always going to have to like tuck in. Mm. If you play four three three, you still get him space to to run into. Yeah. Um, whether he's got the legs and maybe even at this this stage of his career, whether you want to see him do long post and runs mm. for, for ninety minutes, I don't know. Maybe he's going to manage himself. I in think the game, so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I'd still like to see him. I know the previous man looked at this as playing as part of like you know with Philip Lam like in the four three three is one of yeah. one of the three. Mm. I still think he's got that like football and intelligence and 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 combined with legs to to do that role. And I think. Do you think he'd get away with that with Garbarri in the same well, team? Well, that's what I was going to say. Position. You know. Is that is that an option for for the next year or two? He's a few years younger than Barry. Yeah, well, he's, he's, three, yeah. he's three and a half years younger, I think, isn't he? We were looking at the past completion stats, Phil, weren't we? And, and Bainesy's was up there with yeah, I think, I think, on, a, on a poor day in terms yeah, of I think, possession. I think, anyway, I, forgive me, don't quote me on this, but I think Bainesy completed something like twenty of the thirty tries, um, and the, the others were well say, off the pace. Yeah, as you say, on a day when they couldn't, you know, pass water after the Everton team, you know, that was. That was a positive. It's interesting what Gav says there. I, could, I agree. I'd, I'd like to see that that experiment, that one-off from Newcastle, given her a prize or at least thought about. Um, because yeah, you know, I, I think he's got it. I think he could do. He's got the potential yeah. football intelligence, and he's still got like the fitness, and um, you know, he can still he can still pass. I think he just, you know, I, I don't. I think it's an option worth considering mm. um, because. He, I, He's still got a lot to offer late, and I know I can say like a left back he might be struggling. I've said that this season, but I think I think maybe it might be just might get an extra couple of years out of him in, in that role. Is Ronald Koeman the type of manager that would think that? I've seen that. Why not? I don't think he's so. Not. I don't think he he, he looks he strikes to me as if listen. I just want results. I'm not experimenting here. I'm not putting a left back in centre. It's not an experiment. It is really. Like, you're taking a massive chance. You're taking a massive chance well, if you're playing. One of you. You're talking, well, but are you playing? Well, are you playing Tom Cleverley like a, or wide left, which is like not no. That was strong. to stop Man United from getting okay, forward. Okay, we're playing Gareth Barry 35, 36 in 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 in, in April the next year. Is it's like there's a risk down that, isn't there? Really, as you much know, as a is. risk of playing Leighton Beans in the centre. I'd like to see it happen. I suppose it's whether or not you get like a I don't know a Tamworth or something like that in the FA Cup. And you'd have a bounce game behind closed doors and try it then, and then try it against a lower league opposition in the cup. Not instantly, not that I'm saying we should jeopardise the cup. Yeah, if anything, yeah, yeah. we need to take the You'd cup. You'd be the first to say, Can I, I would take be. these cups seriously. Oh, I would be, to be honest. I'm arguing just because it's, I'd like so, to. Yeah, it's a fair I don't, point I don't think Tony. the, ma- point, the mate, manager, yeah, he's points. not interested in experimenting. And yeah. this is what a lot of Evertonians are going to realise is that it's the same bad football we're watching, and same no better than Martin. I've been thinking. This fella's a results-driven manager. You've got to realise that, and he is. But he hasn't been getting results recently, Tony. That's that's the dis- the disconnect. Well, I'd argue that he is compared to the last two seasons. 
And he is. Also, oh, we have one, one win and nine. One win and nine, all right. Points off the top six and unbeaten at home. We have, but there's, there's light and shade to what both of our points is now, but you can say the fact that we're points off the top six, which we said in the, in the previous podcast, as says as much about the quality of the league below the top set. So what did you seven. expect after 14 games then, Greg? No, we're going down a different avenue again, aren't we? But I'm just saying, he has your corner results manager and yeah. saying, therefore, he should be given, like... You know, I, I guess you're saying that he deserves loads of patience and no, not loads of patience. But what I'm saying all. is, if he's a results-driven manager, yeah. so far the results don't back up. No, in my argument, they do because they've improved. Results have improved on the last two seasons. Can you see that? Results have improved. Teams that have come to Goodison this season, the majority of them. West Ham last season finished above us. Man United have finished above us. Tottenham have finished above us. Only, All these teams. We're only in start of December. That's what I'm trying to say. After 14, 15 games that we've played, yeah. we've improved. Results have improved on last season. Last season, yeah. Yeah, well, that, that, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, but but by, by a significant margin, that's what we're saying. Is it. Is it we'd suppose it nine, 20 points from 14 games, mm. which is. What's that over the season? What, 55 points? What did we get last year? 50, 51? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, 51 or 49. 49, wasn't it? It's a middle-in. It's a middle-in. It's it's a a couple of points. It's it's not... It's got one one win in nine games. That's that's the issue. I I just think he had two objectives in the summer. And I say it every week. He's had to make good as a fortress. And he had to get as many points on board and get the results on the board. And he's doing it. And he's doing it. The football might be great to watch, but as Phil right. said before, I said it's, it'll probably stay like this. But until he gets Everton fighting round the European spots and making Goodison Park a fortress, that's his two main objectives. And so far, he's doing it. Okay, sorry, just to go back, Gav. He's playing left back. He's playing. He's playing in midfield. <laughs> don't necessarily have to play. It's worrying five. me. This <laughs> have to play four. They could play three at the back. Oh God, don't yeah, say yeah, that. Yeah. Well, I, I still think that three at the back's an option. Not three, four, three. I'd be three, yeah, five, five, two. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, they could do. Yeah. Just um, not against Chelsea. Yeah, we signed a oh, good, good left back in January. You know. Okay. But now I just think it's one of them options. But I know, I know what you're saying here, too. But I go back to what I said on Friday. You know, don't be prize Fridays. But it's about performances as well, going forwards and building on that for the, the next two or three years. Yeah, again, the point has not been negative about Koeman. It's just saying that sometimes it comes across you're giving him the benefit of the doubt on every single facet of his management. I'm saying that he's there to be judged because it's clear he's only here for a short period of time, the way he's going about things. So, you know, you're going to find it harder to convince Goodison, as we saw yesterday, the muted response to the game. If you can't, if he'd won, say, two or three in the last nine, totally different. I think fans would go more with your kind of like pragmatic approach. One win in nine and the f- type of football we've been playing isn't really going to start winning over I understand the that. I understand yeah. that point. But if you look at it as a whole over the 14 games, it's, a, it's an improvement for me. Yeah. Undoubtedly, the table doesn't lie. Did, it is did, an see the teams that were coming yeah. to Goodison Park last season and wiping the floor with us. Yeah. And yeah, we were playing expansive football, scoring three, but we were also conceding fours and fives. Now, do you want to go back to that type of football? No. There you go, so. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> that's why you got the sack. That's, no. that's why you got the sack. Because you will, if you're not careful, <laughs> you'll get him back. <laughs> yeah. You know, my views on Friday, I want to see us performing better and I'm putting a template forward so over the next two two and a half years we can see progressive football with I it. think that may Good come players. in the summer Gav I think it'll come in. his first season he's got to make sure Everton have improved and so far they're improving 
Can just say as well, January is is you know we've spoken about obviously the transfer market and that side of January, but there's that spectre looming again of of Ghana Gay going to the African Cup of Nations, and seriously, it, it terrifies life out of me. What what we'll do without that lad at the moment? Oh, it doesn't even bear thinking about, does he? Because he's been well, he's not been our player the season so far, hasn't he? By a long stretch. Well, a more terrifying prospect for me is actually whether somebody you want to put a big money bid in for him. Yeah, well, Cumin's uh, not the type to sell in January. No, no, but no, just, 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 just the he fact won't that some of my, yeah, yeah, he'll be, be lost in the Christmas post, yeah, he'll be it's not bond, so that he won't yeah, yeah, I know, but things like, no, but you know what I mean. There's, yeah. there's that spectre as well. And if you're talking about Van, you know, Southampton possibly facing the prospect of losing Van Dyke. I know we're a bigger yeah. club than Southampton. Yeah, we don't have to sell financially, but nothing to stop. Uh, Ever- These unsettled players, don't they? Everton aren't going to be the only team that lose. Obviously, African players to, to the African Cup of Nations. It's going to be quite a lot of teams I think Liverpool lose Matip and Mane, Mane as well so there's a lot of teams that lose big players there so after well indeed yeah um, we'll wrap that up I think we've uh, kind of settled that we there is some positives after all yeah in okay. the game I think and uh, certainly something to build on ahead of kind of a fixture that might seem on paper winnable before we get into the real nitty gritty of our Christmas run thanks very much for listening and uh, we'll be back on Thursday